the same class as me and I think I quite like the challenge of you know of improving every day and getting better so I think that really pushed me and I think yeah at that age I kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. That's amazing and I think when we're that young it's kind of a big decision to make a choice that this is something you want to do as your career Um, and now I think people are becoming more and more open to the fact that you know you can kind of choose when you want and choose your career path more tailored to what you want Um, but I still think there's like a long way to go on that front I remember being put under a lot of pressure at 13 to decide what I wanted to do. Yeah I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that, at that, I mean, I've met so many people who have uh, they've quit dancing now, unfortunately. But the, the thing is, yeah, you're right. I think 13, even older, even like 16, 17, you know, it's, it's a young age to kind of know exactly what you want to do with your life. Uh, the same goes for people who are doing, I guess, GCSEs and A-levels. You know, they don't really know. I think, yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think I think it's great that hopefully we can, um, with the performer journals and the performer talks and everything like that, we can kind of hopefully broaden that horizon a bit and hopefully we can get more young people just following their passion. I think that's such a big thing. I think you've just got to keep doing what you love. It doesn't have to necessarily lead somewhere, um, but yes, take it seriously enough that potentially if you wanted to do it, like you're committed. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Cool. Amazing. So, um, Oscar, what's your day-to-day life like? So, <laughs> despite lockdown. Despite <laughs> yeah, not in a lockdown. Now. We're currently in the middle of the pandemic, so obviously <laughs> not right now. Um, but when things, you know, when you're normally working, what's your kind of day-to-day routine? So my day-to-day routine. So first of all, my day off is Monday. So it's a uh, it's quite nice actually. You go to bed on Sunday night and you don't have to do the whole like Monday rush hour traffic. So we work from Tuesday to Sunday. We perform maybe three or four times a week. Sometimes less, sometimes more. So uh, on a working day, I wake up at around eight o'clock, which is quite a uh, quite a liberal time, I guess. A lot of people I know wake up at six to, to feed the Bucharest traffic. Um, yeah, and I'll get to the opera house for maybe between somewhere between nine and nine thirty in class, like the ballet class starts at 10 so we'll do that and that finishes at 11 15 um we rehearse and it depends on the day until five sometimes or we can rehearse until uh, two it just depends on what your schedule is like that particular day uh, on the day of the performance we all finish maybe around two o'clock and the show starts at 6 30 so between two o'clock and 6 30 in the evening we'll have time to like rest get lunch uh, warm up to our makeup for that that evening's performance uh yeah i guess <laughs> i guess that's kind of it i mean what i'll do if, if i have a few breaks in my day i'll kind of try and factor in some floor bar or strengthening strengthening exercises or cardio uh but it depends on how heavy the day is sometimes i just want to collapse and do <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, can totally relate to that <laughs> The thing is as well, I think people don't often realise how much strain it puts on your body. Like a ballet is so physically demanding and so much of the performing arts consists of long hours and normally hours when you wouldn't be working. Um, And it it is quite draining to make sure you're giving 100% effort every single time whether you feel like it or not. And I think that so much self-care has to happen. I don't think people realise behind closed doors how much you actually have to take care of yourself. 
yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, the thing is, yeah, I think it's the same with any other kind of pack of dance. I think you know, self care is very important because I mean, it's not only good for you physically; it's good for you mentally. We can't just be wrapped up in um, you know all the time because you know it's it's just not good for anyone. You need time to you need a bit of CLC. You need you know have a have a nice bath, have a massage, like just take uh, just take some time out. I think it's really important because I think yeah, especially with ballet you know I'm, you know I'm suffering all the time with like tight muscles and yeah and sometimes I just want to <laughs> you know collapse and cry you know but sometimes yeah and you have to be mentally strong but no I think TLC is very important just you know having a bit of self-care yeah definitely self-care is such an underrated thing and I think especially within performing arts I mean I never really got taught about it at college there was the odd well-being class or the odd yoga and we got told to go home and stretch but they didn't teach you really how to foam roll or how to stretch after you've had a really intense day or the best things to be doing around your schedule yeah absolutely yeah when the same for me when I was a ballet school you know they, they were really big on you know using muscles all the time and just you know stretching and doing all of this but they never really taught you how to cool down and I think cooling down is probably one of the I mean I've come to know it's one of the most important things I think it's more important actually yeah and I think as well like injury prevention I mean injuries are unfortunately a, a natural part of um having yeah. dancers career you'll have like a little niggle or maybe you'll get really lucky and won't have anything or maybe you'll just unfortunately have one of those times where you just feel like you can't catch a break um and i think that's something that happens and it's a very um difficult time it does get better um but yeah at the time i think it's um we're not really taught how to deal with it or we're not really taught what's the best way of preventing those injuries mm-hmm. Yeah, I think luckily it's gotten a bit better in the past few years in terms of like rehabilitation because I think attention has been put towards that. But still, I definitely I would definitely agree and concede with you that I think you know ballet college, I mean colleges, dance, performing arts that you know not so centric on you know injury prevention, they're not so centric on um just kind of you know rehabilitation and things like that. I think it's necessary and unfortunately a lot of people do have to um go through injuries no matter how big or small and I think yeah I absolutely agree and how did it feel so this is a quite a long-winded question but how did it feel when you secured your first professional job can you talk us through like the audition the process and like the days after and what kind of happened so for book rest specifically um yeah it felt amazing (laughs) just a new sense of relief um because I mean yeah I think especially with ballet I think you know it's quite hard to get a job because you know it's quite unfortunately it's quite an elitist thing and you know they're very stuck in what they want so you know it's really hard to get a job so I felt relieved that I had job security and you know I was really excited I was moving to a different country you know leaving school you know just this complete change in environment so I was just super excited for that um in the audition itself um I don't remember so much it was like a blur it's a bit of a while ago now um so i think there's about 30 to 40 of the boys and um so what happens it, it was quite typical to any of the ballet audition you have so you know you do the bar and you'll they'll cut some boys after the bar you'll do maybe pirouettes and they'll cut boys after the pirouettes so they kind of eliminated 
boys during the edition, you know, we all had like the numbers on, etc. And um, I made it to the end. Uh, they liked me, so which was great. Um, yes, yeah, so I made it to the end. And um, they said to us, okay, we need to just confer and deliberate a little bit, just wait a few weeks. So, yeah, I, I went to a few other auditions after that. So, you know, it was just this huge waiting game to wait for the results. And, um, yeah, I, I, I waited quite quite a few weeks, actually. I mean, it was a long time. And then they got back to me and said that they'd like to offer me a contract for a year. And I was just, <laughs> I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I really thought they sent it to the, yeah, I thought they sent it to the wrong, uh, the wrong guy. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> it's just unreal. Uh, yeah, I just thought, like, because I, ne- I never thought I could get to that point ever, you know. I, you know, I was so happy that I exceeded my expectations. And yeah, so when I got the job, it was, it's been the start of, a, of another journey. And yeah, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, what you're doing is amazing. I see photos and I'm like, wow, like you have done so well to get where you are. I mean, your talent is incredible. Um, so in that audition process did you know that that was a big audition coming up did you kind of have a bit of a feeling or did you just think oh it's just another another day another audition well it it, it depends because I think um, most auditions I've gone to they're kind of what you call a cattle call you know there's just like loads of people there you know it's just like okay next next you know it's just this real yeah, just, I don't know, free-for-all, I don't know how to say. But, um, but yeah, I mean, wait, I actually got riled off, I forgot your question. <laughs> um, I was just saying, like, did it feel like a special audition, or was it just, like, a normal day? Um, it felt like um, quite a normal audition. I mean, I think, you know, I think with any audition you go to, there's just a lot of pressure. So I definitely felt the pressure. The pressure I was quite tense, you know, I was quite nervous. Um, yeah, I mean, the vibes weren't so relaxed, to be honest. It was quite, you know, it was quite like, um, okay, this hour you're in, you're in this group, and da, 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 da. it was very uh, organised and stuff like that. So I think that's quite formidable. Um, so yeah, I mean, it depends. And I think most auditions I've gone to have kind of been like that also, you know, they're quite. Uh, uh, systematic, I don't know, lack of a better word, but you know, they're quite um, rigid. Yeah, I mean, I've been to, I've been to quite a few really different ones actually. Like, some have been like these huge cattle calls, and they're called cattle calls because unfortunately you are herded rather like cattle um, into. <laughs> um a room to sign in and then you're held in a waiting facility and then you go into the holding room where you stretch before you actually go into the room um and before you actually audition four or five times you know within the hour and then leave again and then come back and leave again or depending on what cuts happen um and then they always feel like so much more intimidating and more systematic than the smaller auditions the smaller ones that i've been to they've actually been more relaxed and you'd think it'd be the other way around because it's basically you in the panel but they're so much more chilled than a cattle call <laughs> no definitely i mean i think with the big auditions as well there's you know there's so many um but there's so many people there so i think it's quite easy to kind of compare yourself to you know such and such you're standing you know two centimeters in front of you because you know it's yeah it's it's kind of it's hard i think but i think one of the things i would say is that you just can't compare yourself you know i think 
it's easier said than done. But you can't compare yourself to others because you're good in your own right. And I think, you know, you have to kind of be really in tune to, um, you know, yourself, know your strengths and your weaknesses. I think definitely, yeah, I mean, auditions, they're horrible. You know, <laughs> there's, no, there's no better way to say it. But, yeah, you just kind of have to relax. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Oscar, because I literally say this all the time. I'm like, play to your strengths, you know, put your blinkers on and just focus on yourself. So I'm so glad that you've said that as well, because it just reassures people. It's the best way, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, So who has been the biggest supporter of your career? Oh, I um, I mean, I mean, let's... um, Let's say I've been quite lucky because, you know, um, you know, my family, they've had my back from the beginning, you know, I guess a boy doing ballet is quite unorthodox and it's quite um, an anomaly uh, in a way. So I think, uh, I, I, you know, I've always been really lucky to have had their back and they've always been, you know, they've always told me to go for it. They've never put a pressure on me, but they've always tried to encourage me. And yeah, I remember even some of my, I mean, there's one particular audition, I remember just because my mum took me because we had to... Uh, leave school on that day and I just cried outside because you know I um yeah I didn't get in anywhere you know I, I remember because I did all the big ballet auditions when I was 16 I just stood outside this one particular school I just like burst into tears I was like oh my god uh but my mum just said look we can go home if you want and I was like no I don't want to go home I want to do it you know so she she's always kind of you know lit fire you know for me and I think yeah so for sure my my, my mum and dad you know they've been you know, they've had my back always. And colleagues and uh, coaches and stuff like that that I've had throughout my uh, career so far, they've been really, really supportive and they've always wanted the best out of me. I've, I've been really lucky. I've just been surrounded by really good people, really good, honest people. And, you know, they'll, they'll always push me and, yeah. I think that says a lot about you because we do um, attract what we give out and you are such a lovely, warm, kind and caring person. <laughs> so um, I'm so glad that you've, you've had that support because you are so lovely and you give that support to everyone around you. I remember when we first danced together, I'd never danced with a partner ever before in my entire life. And I was so scared. I was literally trembling. I was like, I'm going to stand on him. I'm going to make him drop me and it's not going to be his fault. I'm just going to flop on him. Like I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be dreadful. And you were just so supportive. And I remember you turned to me and you said, I'm here to help you and to support you. And even that was just so reassuring and so kind and so mature for like, we were probably 15, I think. I know I was 15. Must have been been around the same age. Um, But that was just such a lovely thing. So I'm so glad you've had that support because you definitely um, attract what you give out. So credit to you. Well, yeah, no, I see that. It's really important to do that because, you know, yeah, you're spot on. You know, you attract attract what you, you give out. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, you have to, I think being kind and just being mature is just the way to go, to be honest. I think, like, a lot of the time in this industry, there's quite a lot of ego, uh, I, I don't know how to say, there's quite a lot of egotistical people, you know, there's a lot of narcissism. and Big you know, personalities. Yeah, we know, and you know, I think because, you know, you're in front of a mirror all the time, you know, this is a job that's really about your image, it's about your body, it's really, you know, it's really about that, and I think it's important that we have to stand up and give a bit of kindness and to give a bit of support where we can, because I think that, there's not a lot of it going, so we have to, yeah, so I think you have to 
You're so right, and I think a lot of these dance teachers and people who've made it big in the industry, unfortunately, they say a lot of the time, you know, you've got to push to the front in these cattle call auditions, make yourself seen, you know, show off, show up the person next to you, and I'm like, that is so, I do not want to make it like that. If that's what it takes, I don't want to make it like that, and thankfully, whenever I've been to an audition, I've never had to do that, and I've been accepted for me and for being kind and giving people respect and the space, yeah. and I think, like, Absolutely. more people need to hire about that as well like kindness goes a long way yeah absolutely I think when you're not I think it's really important that you know a lot of employees are not just looking for a dancer they're looking for someone they can work with and I've known it's happened to a few people that they've been quite difficult to work with so that employees never hired them again for a particular thing or you know it's it, it happens I think um yeah when you're in an audition especially it's just good to just be in control yeah don't push to the front don't be one of those people just you know just really you know be you be comfortable don't compare and just you know give something don't cheese or smile either that's that's another tip don't give them a big smile just be really warm i don't know <laughs> yeah sometimes it can look like you're trying too hard to please them and it can come off a little bit yeah. fake sometimes and i think so much of this industry we get judged for everything so i think the best thing you can do is be yourself if you're going to be judged you might as well be yourself anyway <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so oscar i really want to ask i'm going to ask everyone this over the podcast that i interview what advice would you give to young aspiring performers advice would i give um it's quite a tough one i think one of the big ones that i would give is definitely never to take rejection personally it's kind of going off what we were saying before but it's really important to know that, you know, just because one person doesn't like one taste of music doesn't mean that, you know, the next person doesn't like that taste of music either. Everyone looks for different things. Every director, school owner, every kind of teacher, you know, they like different things. It's such a subjective art form. And I think, you know, you have to understand that rejection is normal and it's key and it's there to make you stronger. Uh, just because one door closes, you know, it doesn't mean that door's closed forever either it can be disheartening but you just have to kind of rise above it and do you i guess yeah thank you so much that was fantastic advice and i would i'm gonna put your instagram handle in the show notes for this podcast so people can come and find you because i think you're such a great role model for aspiring performers and you're so talented and you're just a credit so um i will be putting oscar's instagram name in the show notes below um please like and subscribe to this channel and this podcast I've been your host, Bethany Owen. Thank you for listening to Performer Talks.